is up? It's the rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Thursday, September 9th. How long have we had this day circled on our count? Do do we really have calendars that we circle on anymore? Whatever. You know what I mean. It's a big day. The NFL season is officially kicking off as of right now in about five hours. I'm recording this on Thursday afternoon. Wanted to make sure I got some injury reports here uh, just to be safe. So sometimes the pod will come in the morning, sometimes before I do the radio show, sometimes during the season will come after. Uh, the days that, that we need it the most, probably Tuesday, obviously, is the day we need it the most for waiver wire. I'll try and get that out as early as possible for you. On Thursdays, though, we will talk about wide receiver cornerback matchups on this podcast and maybe a player prop or two uh, for Thursday night football. I'm hitting all the overs on Leonard Fournette's uh, rushing yard props. It looks like the sports books are Ronald Jones truthers. We shall see. Tonight will be the night uh, for sure. And if you're seeing 19 and a half on Blake Jarwin's receiving yards, I do like that over as well. I think he's going to be uh, surprisingly a little bit more involved. Nothing more than a three for 32. No, don't run out and pick him up if you already have somebody else. But a little bit more involved than I think the books are uh, you know, giving him credit for. Anyway, other than that, though, we had a little bit of a scare with Chris Godwin. No worries on that front. No worries for anybody. Everybody's going to be playing in this one. Very, very excited for this to, uh, to all kick off. But let's dive into wide receiver cornerback matchups. Here for week one fantasy football. If you aren't familiar, we do have the wide receiver cornerback matchups tool and the shadow index, two separate tools there for your research purposes. In the wide receiver cornerback matchups tool, this year we took it to another level. We have add ons, extra features, extra details, extra information, extra data, data visualization that nobody else has. Nobody else has. Very few sites actually have a good wide receiver cornerback matchup chart that they're doing themselves, and nobody has what we're doing. So you're going to want to get in on that if you haven't already. You get it at ftnfantasy.com or ftndaily.com, promo code RATPACK. Get yourself a discount there. But the chart is pretty simple when you look at it. We give you the three receivers who are in three wide sets. We give you the three corners who are on the field when the team goes to their sub-package defense, their nickel or their dime, and we rate the matchup. In most instances, I'm assuming that the receiver will see some combination of all three corners, not just the corner he's lined up across from on the matchup chart. The only time that I expect that to happen is if there's a shadow situation. And even with shadows, it's nowhere near 100%. It's not backyard football. Right. And sometimes the, the receiver will get in a spot where he avoids the coverage of whoever's been traveling with him. And that happens. That happens throughout the course of a game. But regardless, uh, I distill all that information down for you into a matchup grade zero to 100. Nobody gets 100. Nobody gets a zero. But zero is terrible. 100 amazing. Devontae Adams is pretty darn close. It's about as close to 100 as I've ever seen. And I'll talk about that matchup in a minute. And you can use that to gauge the overall strength, not only of the matchup, but of the player. The better the player, and that's part of the thing with Devontae Adams, he's really stinking good, uh, that gets factored in. So it's not just, you know, sometimes in the past, years ago, we would say, say Devontae Adams went up against a really good corner, like Devontae Adams against Jalen Ramsey. People would legit use that information to talk themselves out of a good corner, or a good wide receiver, that is. 
And, you know, Devontae Adams against Jalen Ramsey, okay, it's not anywhere near as good as what this week would be, but you don't ever bench Devontae Adams. DFS, maybe you fade him, but you don't bench him in season long. And I think that's also important. I'm talking to two audiences on uh, Thursdays on this show. I'm talking to a DFS crowd, and I'm talking to a season-long fantasy crowd. Those two audiences are very different. In a season-long, if you're in season-long fantasy football leagues, there are certain players you're just never going to bench. You just don't bench them. You don't out th- overthink it and and uh, outflank yourself. There, are, in DFS purposes, though, there are players, no matter how good they are, that you can fade. Absolutely. So, you know, for example, this week I'll talk about in a couple minutes somebody like Allen Robinson. You're not going to bench Allen Robinson very likely. And this is you're, you're absolutely crazy loaded in season long. You're not benching him against Ramsey. Yeah, it's not fun, but you're not benching him. In DFS, I'm not playing Allen Robinson. You kidding me? You kidding me? All right, so let's dive into the matchup upgrades. I mentioned Adams. I do think there's a good chance he sees a shadow from Marshawn Lattimore, and that's a good thing. Marshawn Lattimore had a very good rookie season, pretty good second year. Third year started to decline. Last year, the decline fully set in. He allowed eight receiving touchdowns in his coverage. And sometimes those receiving touchdowns aren't necessarily the corner's fault. You can't really place the blame squarely on the corner. But a lot of these instances you could. I think Adams is going to have his way. I also think Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. Are you kidding me? You kidding me? Against Arizona? Arizona this year, on the outside, Patrick Peterson's gone. So we have Robert Alford, who has not played football since 2018. That doesn't mean he can't be good this year, but I'm not counting on it. And then Marco Polo Wilson. That's not really his middle name. Marco Wilson on the outside from Florida. Fourth rounder. They're going to have their hands full with two. I mean, talk about very well-named team. These two dudes are big. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Titans just fits I love both of them this week I love Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen against Cincinnati William Jackson is gone he was their best corner for the last several years now you have Chidobe Awuzie and Eli Apple Awuzie 15.8 yards per catch last year I love the the potential to just burn him and Eli Apple didn't play he might only played a game last year but in 2019 he allowed 14.4 yards per catch so yeah giddy up with that one as well. Got some a couple more upgrades to get to here. A couple uh, you know, very interesting players and a revenge game. And then we will dive into the downgrades as well. Uh before I get into the remaining upgrades, though, I think it's yeah, it's about that time. It's about seven minutes into the show. So let's take a quick break and then we'll do some more matchup upgrades at wide receiver. So, revenge games. Now, I make a joke of this. Long-time listeners of my podcast, my radio show, etc. know I make a joke of this because literally you could dig in and find somebody associated with the other team in every NFL game. Whether it's like a deep coach, some bench player, a big-name player, it doesn't matter. It's just the way of the NFL. So, I always say revenge game. And I've actually talked to players about this. Like, I have uh, a friend who played in the NFL for quite some time, and I asked him, like, did you feel this way? And he said with one team, he played on three teams in his pro career. One team, yes. The other team, no. 
So it, there's some truth to it, but there isn't always truth. So we just drum up. It, it's just a silly narrative. So revenge game, Sam Darnold. Anyway, I actually really like this game for Sam Darnold. And I like this game for DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and to a lesser extent, Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall is not startable in season-long fantasy football, but at 3K on DK, uh, yes, please. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Can I have another? I love this matchup. Isaiah Dunn, UDFA, Javelin Gidry, amazing name, but I, I don't, I don't know. Bryce Hall, mm, yeah. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, gonna go off in this one. I love the matchup for those guys. A couple other matchups that I like. I like the matchup for Devonte Smith. If you're gonna get off to a good start to your career, face the Atlanta secondary. I love everybody in the Houston Jacksonville contest. Everyone, everybody. Brandon Cooks, Marvin Jones, DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault. No, I'm not going to start Nico Collins. Let's at least see where what this offense even looks like with Terod Taylor under center. I don't think it it could be bad. I don't think it's going to be terrible, but it could be bad. Either way, all of those guys, all of them. How about Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel? Jeffrey Okuda, he, didn't, he hasn't hit yet. I mean, maybe he takes a step forward this year, but... Both he and Armani Oruwarie, give me that matchup, man. I, I think it's a good start. Even with Jimmy G under center, I really wish it was Trey Lance, but even with Jimmy G under center, I like both Ayuk and Debo. And you know what? It's not a good matchup on the outside for the New England wideouts, but I do like the matchup out of the slot for Jacoby Myers. Justin Coleman allowed an 84% catch rate last year, so I don't expect Myers to be ripping off long you know, yards after catch runs or anything, but... If he sees plenty of targets, he could rack up some catches in this one. You know, dink and dunk, catch for nine yards, catch for eight yards, catch for 11 yards, that type of thing. I think he should have his way here. Let's talk about the downgrades. I mentioned Allen Robinson. I don't know if this is actually a shadow because the Rams kind of got into a position last year where they didn't actually need to shadow with Jalen Ramsey. So if you have uh, an alpha corner and then the guy on the other side is a little bit suspect, like what we saw in Arizona for years with Patrick Peterson, the shadow almost then became necessary, but... Darius Williams was really good last year. So, Allen Robinson may not be shadowed. I don't care. It's a bad matchup. Jalen Ramsey, 9.9 yards per catch, 53% catch rate. Williams allowed a 49% catch rate last year. So, both of them, tough for Allen Robinson. Faden DFS, he's a mid-range wide receiver two where he's normally a back-end wide receiver one in season long. Marquez Callaway is the de facto number one in New Orleans, but boy, oh boy, that means he's going to get some attention. Jair Alexander very likely will be shadowing him because he's the guy. And Alexander, I, I, I you know, I don't think this is it may be an argument. Maybe people will want to argue with me, but I, I thought he was the best corner in the league last year. Maybe, you know, maybe a few people might have you know, make a case for somebody like Ramsey. And it's not a knock on Ramsey. Ramsey was really good as well, but Alexander was fantastic. He was so much fun to watch as well. If you get an opportunity to just kind of absorb the game this weekend or whatever games you're watching, just try and watch some of the individual players, not just the ball. Man, Alexander's so good. So it's a tough one for Callaway. I, I you know, I look at him in season long, and and it is tricky because he's in a very good spot. But at the same time, do we want to, you know, push all in? Probably not. You know, I, I think he's a bench guy or a desperation flex, but I'm not going to use him this week if I can get away with it. Um, 
Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy versus the Giants. That is a very good secondary. I mean, they added a Dory Jackson to an already pretty good secondary with James Bradbury. James Bradbury was kind of a breakout last year. You know, he moves to another team and really starts to flourish. 56% catch rate, 15 PBUs. That's past breakups, three picks on the year. And then getting Jackson in there, man, that's tough for Sutton and Judy. Back-end wide receiver threes for me in uh, season long. If Kenny Galladay does play, it's a tough matchup. I think Denver, not only is Denver maybe the best secondary in the league, they're also the deepest. Like, in theory, they don't even need to use Patrick Sertan in, in week one. That's crazy. But they don't even really need to use him. That's how deep they are. Tyrell Williams is the clear top wideout in Detroit, so... <laughs> You're probably going to get shadowed by Jason Verrett then, and that's tough because Verrett was fantastic last year. Even as old as he is, but he he was so banged up for so long that he doesn't quite have the wear and tear of a player of his age. Played really well last year. Uh, Henry Ruggs could get off to a slow start. If he does, just realize who he faced. He's facing the Ravens on Monday night. You know, give him the benefit of the doubt. Throw him the freaking bone, okay? And don't try and don't be like, I got to drop this guy. Uh, a couple neutral shadow situations. DeAndre Hopkins could see a shadow from Jack Rabbit Jenkins. Yes, that's what his name is now. Uh, it doesn't doesn't move the needle for me in either direction. Calvin Ridley should see his share of Darius Slay. Another one that doesn't move the needle for me. Ridley's going to see heavy volume. And then the Miami wideouts. Basically, anybody who faces New England is going to see shadow coverage because that's just the way that Belichick runs that defense. Uh, we will not have Gilmore in this contest. So, again, it doesn't really move the needle in either direction for me in that contest. So, uh, there you go with the wide receiver cornerback matchups. Also wanted to point out that tomorrow over at FTNFantasy.com, uh, my weekly write-up of every game, that is called The Report. Uh, did things a little bit new and improved this year. You know, I, I love when... Every player is addressed in some way, shape, or form, like every fantasy-relevant player. So that's what I'm doing for you this year. Now, I'm not going to write every one of them up because, honestly, I don't have the 40 hours in a week to write that. But every single player will show you where he is ranked, if he is a bench player, a starter, a flex guy, a streamer, a desperation flex, any of those things. And it'll give you a one-liner about the matchup. Is it favorable? Is it excellent? Is it poor? Is it neutral? So you can go into that article. You can see every single one of your fantasy options on any of your teams and see just at a glance, good, bad, or indifferent, right? So I hope that'll help you out. I'll give you a couple like, you know, game notes like I normally do for every single game, but this way every stinking player will be covered in that article. So there you go. Keep your eyes peeled for that if you're not already a subscriber. That will be behind the paywall, so you got to be a subscriber. ftnfantasy.com. Promo code RADPACK. It's as easy as that. Also, another reminder, Instagram folks, if you're DMing me, I'm not answering start sick questions. The only way you get those answered is by using my rankings and be very literal. If I have a guy at 24 and a guy at 25, I'm starting a guy at 24 every time. All right? At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. FTNFantasy.com. Football, baby. Freaking football. Enjoy the game. I will catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out.